Hey, welcome to The Center and the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. And we have an interesting topic that I don't know a whole lot about yet because Allison sprung it on me this morning, so I digress. <laughs> but she came out with a great title. Yeah, that's right. It's called Eating with the Enemies. Yeah. And some of us are sleeping with the enemies. <laughs> or that's what it feels like some days. Yeah. Well, you know, the holidays are fast upon us. We've got Thanksgiving, we've got lots of Christmas parties, we've got Christmas, all these things, which means this, first of all, is a very stressful time for a lot of people. I'm going to tell you that my anxiety just went through the roof as you were like rattling all of that off. I know you do not like the holidays. I don't. And I super duper don't like Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. I'm not a huge Thanksgiving fan either, actually. Like, I don't even like to eat all that stuff. I would like to like Thanksgiving. But most importantly, I would like to leave town and go on a great vacay every Thanksgiving. But you know what? That makes you less of a Christian because you're just supposed to be thankful, girl. And it's not about <laughs> where you go or what you do. It's about who you're with. Then I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great segue into um, what I've been sitting on is, you know, these verses from the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says we need to love our enemies as ourselves. And I think over the past several episodes, we have been focusing on the anger and the enemies being outside, like social media, people that oppose us, people that are out in the world that don't seem as tangible. But what I realized this week is um, that means you're supposed to love those people in your household that feel like enemies sometimes, like your surly, self-centered teenager. What? Or maybe you have a tiny little tornado toddler, right? <laughs> or an inconsiderate spouse. Not every day. Or, or maybe, I'm just saying. Or um, the grumpy grandpa. Which... Oh, dad, sorry she brought you into this. <laughs> <laughs> or the judgy aunt. Or the whatever mom, you know, um, the passive aggressive mom or the whatever, you know, we all have these people in our lives, but as Christians, we're called to love them. And sometimes I don't think we, I, I guess I just had never considered that these enemies, they, they can feel like my enemies sometimes, not in the mean that I want to fight them. But they're oh, living. Really? We're, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> oh. I mean, well, you should go to my house for Thanksgiving. Well, sorry, days. That's right. <laughs> um, I love the way Sky Jathani puts it. I think that's how you say his last name. Anyway, he's really funny. Um, he's a Christian theologian, comedian kind of guy. But he's like the narcissist only loves himself. The nationalist loves only his tribe. The activist loves only his calls. The idealist loves only his thoughts. The humanist loves only his concept of humanity. But the Christian loves the irritating person right in front of them. Mm. <laughs> so convicting, right? And I mean, I call myself a Christian. Yeah. So am I being a hypocrite? <laughs> sometimes or not living up to this. So yeah. Well, and I think another, you know, big thing about this coming Thanksgiving and probably a little bit with last Thanksgiving or the holiday season, um, if you will, is kind of a lot of stuff has happened 
You know, we have lots of extra layers of things to argue about. Facts. Or be frustrated about. Disagree on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be divided over. Right. Uh So we'll no longer have like kids table and adult table, right? We'll be separated by other things. Oh my gosh. I, yes. I mean, I have actually heard um, stories of people's families contacting them and saying, well, if your children aren't vaccinated, then we want them to wear a mask at Thanksgiving. Um, I'll stay home. But thanks anyways, because your turkey's dry. <laughs> no, it's like, so you're going to segregate our children in our own family. So anyway, we won't go down that road. But there are, that just speaks to your point. There's a lot of extra stuff right. to fight over. Um, so we need to really like start now praying over yeah. the holidays that are coming up because, you know, the enemy likes to create a little mischief in this time of our lives. He does. And I think um, just like marriage, we can have these unrealistic expectations based on movies and books and ideas and Hallmark commercials and all these things about what marriage is going to be like. It's the same with the holidays. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think that can sometimes make them even more disappointing and more tragic <laughs> feeling sometimes. <laughs> tragic is a good word. And if y'all have never used tragic <laughs> to coincide with your holiday description, then I don't know. You're doing it. Can we come to your house? Right. <laughs> Just the two of us. Yeah. We'll leave everybody else at home. <laughs> so um, I love what you're saying about that. And I really do need to change my heart and, you know, about these things. My son and I were talking recently and, you know, I sometimes wake up with a little bit of stress, like, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to, I have to. And so we were talking about how if I change that word have to, to get to, mm. how different our outlook will be. And so now every morning when he comes in, I say, what do you get to do today? And so what do you have to do today? So perhaps to change my mind about what's coming my way, I should say I get to host Thanksgiving dinner at my house. I have the opportunity to not engage in a political debate. I mean, no, you said I have the opportunity, which means I can dip out. So for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, too, it's important to point out, again, we only have control of our actions, our own actions, not the way people respond. And we're going to disappoint people, even when we're kind and we're trying to love our enemies around the Thanksgiving and Christmas and party tables, holiday party tables this year, we're going to disappoint people because there are, when we don't engage in a conversation and like a fight, that disappoints people. They they want to get you riled up. That may disappoint other people who just like to watch. They, yeah. <laughs> like they don't want to be involved, but they think it's entertaining. It's going to be... You're going to disappoint people when you show forgiveness to someone and treat them kindly when they've been unfair to your family or one of your other family members. You're going to disappoint when you, someone, when you show love to someone else who maybe hasn't shown up in a few years Mm. or that everybody else seems to disagree with their lifestyle And they're kind of being shunned or talked about, but you're showing kindness and love. So you're going to disappoint people too when you're being kind, which is the crazy part, right? Like (laughs) 
You know, I mean, think about that. Like you're going to disappoint people when you are kind and show love to others. But it's so true. Yes, I hear that 100% because we all have that one thing that we would (gasps) never do. Right. That one sin that's just gone way too far. Meanwhile, we're stepping over all of our sins to shine the light on theirs. Oh, I know. I mean, you know, that whether it's the oversharer, the overdrinker, the over, um, you know, there's so many things. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. But so I love that we're saying like, love everybody and, you know, show them kindness and extend grace and, it is great to start praying about that and um, be prepared to do all those things. And when you're doing it, do not expect a response. No. Like be okay with, you may never get the, you know, apology we're expecting or you feel like you deserve. Um, but there are some people that it is okay to not invite. So how do we know when that person, you know, I can forgive somebody, but also they don't need to have access to my table again. Mm-hmm. So how do we work through that? Well, I think, you know, the most important thing to ask yourself is why are you not inviting that person? For what, mm-hmm. you know, is it out of anger? Is it out of resentment? Is it out of bitterness and unforgiveness? Because those aren't reasons. You know, if it is a safety issue, a mental health issue, like your own mental health is what I'm saying. Like it is not safe for you mentally, physically, um, emotionally to be around a a particular person based off past experiences. Um, It's okay. I mean, we recently had a family member come into town that I... You know, if I had run into them, it would have been fine. I would have been courteous, but I did not go out of my way to set up a lunch or anything um, or include myself in dinner because it wasn't necessary and there was no reason to. Healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries. And, you know, as you say that, I'm thinking for some of us, there might be enough people at this gathering that we've been invited to that it will trigger But you don't want to feel, you know, I I understand there are people that feel pressure. Like I need to go. It's like, I'm a terrible person. I don't go. And so it's almost self-sabotaging for you. So I would say if you really feel like I want to spend time with that person, but then there's these other three people that are triggers for me, see if you can set up a separate time with them. Absolutely. I cannot make Thanksgiving, but let's get coffee on this day. You have to follow through though. You have to follow through and set a date, like have it prepared. I can't make um, that Christmas party because, you know, I don't like a lot of people and noise and that sort of thing. Um, I can't make that Christmas party, but can we do coffee on this day or this day? Yeah. Or host a little luncheon at your house. Oh, you do that. It's so great. With some of your favorite people, you know, that, that you feel that bring you happiness and joy. And that might give you what it takes to sustain you through the holidays. You know, they've been filled, you've been filled up with encouragement and, and joy and laughter with those that you're close to. And, and for those of you who have, who may have lost someone really close to you this year, Mm. especially a spouse, um, you need to give yourself a permission slip. Like we talked about last week to say no 
and to explain to others if you don't want to be included in something. It is okay to say, I would, I prefer not to be at this event. Let's do something else. You're to care for yourself during this time. And if, and I'm, I mean, I'm praying that the people around you would understand that and be gracious to you in that healing process. So to give you whatever you need. And if they're not, that's not on you, you know, honoring yourself, your feelings, your emotions is the most important thing. And again, that goes back to, you're going to disappoint people sometimes um, mm-hmm. by doing what's um, not selfish. Don't do it out of selfishness, but out of self-care. There is a very distinct difference in those two things. Um, but Jesus disappointed people. Oh my gosh. I mean, think about it. He disappointed his family. You go back <laughs> to like Mark. I mean, they think, Holy cow, they think he's kind of out of his mind and crazy. He's the Messiah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his brothers and sisters are like, oh, yeah, he does have a Messiah complex, you know. <laughs> uh, no, he's actually the Messiah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then his friends, you know, that he grew up with. Can you imagine the talk at the high school reunion about him? But like they literally tried to push him off a cliff in Luke 4. I mean, I mean, I think he disappointed them, you know, like just a little closer, but just a little, just a little closer. Here you go. Right over the edge. I mean, he disappointed his disciples. Those were his closest friends, the crowds, the religious leaders, because everybody had in their mind who they thought the Messiah was going to be, that he was going to be an actual ruler that took a physical throne and like changed everything for them on this planet instead of in eternal life. So Jesus disappointed a lot of people and, but he was being, he was honoring and being true to who God, well, he is God, but (laughs) his mission of love and following through on that. And he stayed focused on that, you know, focused on that. And so just remember when don't feel guilty, Jesus disappointed people too. Yeah. And a few things about that. So if you are someone that feels like, uh, I'm going to need to give myself a hall pass for this holiday season, maybe a write down why, like really write about it or just process why you're doing that. Because I think sometimes, especially in this day and age, we can easily become, um, equipped with cop-outs, right? So true. Like we can just say, Oh, I can't do that. Recently, my life has transitioned into a different stage. Like we, we had a really chaotic stage for a good six to eight months where it was just exhausting. And I was behind and corresponding with people. And there was, a, there were a million reasons why, and they were all valid reasons. But then recently, last week, in fact, I was really bad at communicating. And I started to respond in a text. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just so sorry. Life is chaotic. And then I had to check myself and go, life's not that chaotic anymore. Actually, you're just not being organized enough. (laughs) And so I had to delete the text and say, I'm really sorry. I'm trying to get better because I was in that season for so long. That just became my cop out. I completely agree. And I think, especially after the few years we've had, it is just easier not to put yourself out there sometimes too, because things seem a little more overwhelming. I give yourself permission to say yes to something and try it. We're talking more about holiday. Maybe it is family stuff or a holiday party. Say I'm coming, but I might have to dip out early. Yeah. It's okay to leave early. 
and say, you know, it's a busy time. And there might be actual nights where you want to do two things and everybody gets a little bit, you know, and that's okay. You can try it. And then you can be like, okay, this is what I thought it was going to be. But I came and I tried. I did not conquer, but I will leave before I hit somebody over the head. (laughs) (laughs) And also, if you are someone that has to, like, just take a pass for this year, have your people. Have, like, before the holidays are even upon us, which they already are, go ahead and start making your escape plan. Meaning, hey, Reach out to someone and say, this is what I'm doing. Just so you know, I'm not going to be president at Thanksgiving, but this is what I'm doing. And please check in on me. Yes. Because, you know, you already realize this is probably going to be a dark time for me. You need to have your people standing by to pull you out because Satan wants nothing more than to keep you in a dark pit for all of these next six to eight weeks. And that's not what God calls us to do. God calls us, you can be joyful and sorrowful at the same time. It's possible. It's true. And we do have so much to be thankful for this year. And we're not saying just skip all your holidays. (laughs) We want to encourage everyone to get out there and enjoy your holidays. But we want to acknowledge that they're challenging people. They're challenging relationships. And, you know, our families and these relationships with all the different people come with baggage, years of baggage. Years and years of baggage. Yes. Because, you know, well, depending on your age, I mean, I got a lot of years of baggage. (laughs) Right. You know, with with all the aunts and the uncles and the grandparents and the parents and this, you know, just and then the people that aren't even your family, but have joined your family. But if you know, the point is the holidays give us a lot of opportunities to stretch our Christian muscles and truly live out the love your enemies as yourself and, you know, practice a little. It don't be over. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't put yourself in situations that aren't safe or healthy, but you know, stretched a little and, um, definitely spent a lot of time in prayer. Oh yes. Because God will reveal those things that are just not safe, but like God will help you find your boundaries. That is very true. And he'll make them clear. Uh, another thing that has helped me is to practice what you're going to say before you go, because Ooh, there okay. are, <laughs> let's do it. Okay. So you know how, like we, I do this with my teenagers or I have done them. I mean, um, I guess they're still sort of officially, but it's like, okay, you need to know what you're going to say before you're in this situation. You're offered this alcohol, this, whatever you need to know what you're going to say. So practice, let's practice that. What are you going to say if someone offers you a beer, you know, whatever that may be, know what you're going to say. And, um, I have actually been practicing this in a certain situation in my life where I'm around people that I don't know as well on a weekly basis who I am totally different from, and it is working. Okay. So do you want to like, how do I help you enact this so we can hear it in action? Let's see. So someone will bring up the topic, a taboo topic of, um, oh, I hate to even bring this up, but you know what it always is now. It's always about COVID or critical race or uh, vaccine. All the hot buttons. All the hot buttons. Right. Could be abortion. How do you escape from a hot button? This is brilliant. Yes. The hot button. Um, I find a deterrent. I either um, sneeze oh, and say, oh my goodness, excuse me. And like go to the restroom 
<laughs> so you can do like an actual deterrent if you just need to leave the situation. Ooh, like a squirrel in your pocket. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, honestly, because some things it is not worth engaging. You're not going to change people's minds. They just want to fight. It's only going to go downhill fast. Another thing I do is I talk about the topic, but in a very neutral way. So recently a topic came up about Native Americans. Okay. And um, I brought up, oh, yeah, my dad always donates to them and wants to be buried, you know, on the Indian reservation and put in the tree and let the birds eat your body. And I told him no. I mean, like, that is shocking, right? And that's kind of a true story. And we're like, um, no, because you'll be dead and you won't get a choice. And we're, that is not very comforting. <laughs> so anyway, um. And they're like, whoa. And so I totally shifted the conversation yeah. to something shocking. Now, I had that in my pocket, but it's just good. Like you can sort of, it's a squirrel moment. Right. So like then we, we got off the political. Moments. Yeah. Right. We got off the political aspect of it and I diffused it with a, oh my gosh, she's kind of nuts. Right. Like, first of all, if you guys are having a conversation about critical race theory at your Thanksgiving table, um, I don't know. Come to my house. We don't talk about anything that serious. But also, you'd be like, oh, speaking of race, you know, I did the turkey trot once. I don't know. There you go. That's a good one. And you can also make rules. When we get together with some groups of friends, we're like, before we all start our meal, we're like, okay, rules for the night. No talk about politics. No talk about vaccines. And no talk about COVID. And we're like, okay, everybody agrees. I love it. And we all hold each other accountable. And then get an air horn. So if somebody does. Eh. Oh, and it makes it fun then. Right. Yeah. Or get your cowbell. Yeah. And say, okay, you get the bell. And that would actually be so funny. Right. If you did that and it would lighten the mood like, oh, party foul, ring the bell or blow the air horn. Yeah. Or you could just have that one, you know, that one football player that's in all the commercials. You're just tackling people. <laughs> yes. Invite him to your party. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So there's lots of creative ways to do it, but I just, you know, encourage you to think outside the box, to know you're going to disappoint and to know that all we can do is our best. And that means we can only be in charge of ourselves and how we respond. Yes. And practice, also, practice, practice. <laughs> you do not have to meet anybody else's expectations, A. And B, if you need a permission slip, there happens to be one on our website. You can write yourself a permission slip for whatever you need this holiday season. That's right. And next week, we have a super exciting guest coming on. Our first guest, the best. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> Y'all. He is going to set us all up for some amazing holiday shopping, cleaning out the closet advice. I mean, like if you don't know what to wear or you go wear something and you feel like a fake, not anymore because he is going to hook us up. Oh my gosh, y'all stay tuned. More will be coming out on that. Uh, keep an eye on Instagram and Facebook. Yes. We'll <laughs> see you next week on the Center in the Sink.